Welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor Podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is spending in retirement. My Monday podcast discussed a crude estimate for how much income you need for a comfortable retirement, which is three times your rent or mortgage. Since then, I heard from a Seeking Alpha reader in Australia, who kindly sent me a new heuristic developed by Australian actuaries. I was going to focus my podcast on this new and innovative rule of thumb, but I've decided to describe it in simple terms and make a broader point about retirement spending instead. My reason is that I fear that Australia's pension system is too different from America's social security system to validate the rule of thumb in an American context. With that critical disclosure, these actuaries have made detailed calculations based on a variety of scenarios and using multiple equations aimed at deriving a simple rule that people without financial advisors can use to figure out how much to spend. The spending goal is a quote-unquote optimal amount, which, as is typical among academically trained economists, is designed to encourage the highest level of spending consistent with not spending down one's savings. Economists have no definition of happiness other than spending. The resulting rule of thumb is that retirees spend the percentage representing the first digit of their age, but if their account balance is between $250,000 and $500,000, then they can add 2%. Thus, a 65-year-old with $350,000 can spend 8% of his savings, as could an 85-year-old with only $100,000 in savings. But that 65-year-old, when he turns 70, can spend at a 9% rate if he still has at least $250,000 at that time. Now, this rule of thumb, as I've mentioned, is designed to interact with Australia's age pension system, which is very different from U.S. Social Security. The three times your rent idea may not work down under either, so I won't devote much more time to either of these schemes. But I will note that however different these systems are, however incompatible they may be, my mind races for some common denominator, some takeaway that could help financial advisors in both countries help their clients. And I will venture to say that even if you don't share the giddy academic view that the key to retirement happiness is spending, and even if you do, The underlying and overlapping element to retirement spending in both places, indeed in all places, is not how much to spend, but when to spend. And the answer simply is in retirement, via negative spending before retirement. I apologize for any yawns that I have just induced because this is as obvious a point as one can make, but it needs emphasis because of the lack of thought about the future that inheres in people's spending decisions nowadays. The only way to end up with a retirement income, no matter which rule of thumb or actuarial formula you employ to calculate it, is to hold back current consumption for future usage. The fact that people are not good at this is what makes Social Security both in the U.S. and down under such a salient political issue. If the government did not mandate that employees and employers contribute to Social Security and offer strong incentives for workplace-based retirement programs, how much more inadequate would retirement savings be in today's debt-fueled economy? And therein lies a key advantage of using a financial advisor. Very much like someone who knows he wouldn't exercise without hiring a personal trainer, part of an advisor's job is to impose savings discipline and apply investment savvy to the client's personal finances. And what a good thing that is. 
The Australian actuary's assumptions wouldn't work for more than a tiny sliver of your clients. If the spending figure seemed a bit high, that could in part derive from the assumptions of zero bequest motive and zero tax. We can arrive at more sophisticated calculations for retirement spending. Indeed, the Australian actuaries themselves have produced, beyond their rule of thumb, heuristics for financially sophisticated retirees and the financial advisor version. But at the end of the day, it's not the formula that drives a successful retirement. It's the decision to not defy the rules of mathematics that will bring about this late life satisfaction. It's understanding today that tomorrow's spending is one of your current budgetary concerns. To that end, we can conclude that people will succeed in retirement to the extent that they invest prior to their retirement and to the extent that their financial advisors invest in them through education and inspiration. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.